Hi, I'm Lauren Klaas-Snyder with Class Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Tom Allen Robbins, cast member from Head Over Heels, playing on Broadway at the Hudson Theater. Welcome, Tom. Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here. Well, thank you for the time. Let's just dive right into one of the most joyous Broadway experiences right now. The story of Head Over Heels comes from a 16th century sonnet, The Arcadia, by Sir Philip Sidney. And its score comes from a catalog of all these type icons from the Go-Go's. Talk about this interesting, interesting, wonderful mashup. Um. It is a wonderful mashup, and it is so unexpected. Every time we leave the theater at the end of the show, there's a line of people at the stage door, and I'm always amazed by how many of them say, I had no idea what to expect, but that was the Mm -hmm. most fun I've ever had. Um, The way it came about was the – there is – sorry. One of our producers, whose name is Donovan Leach – uh, has always been a big fan of the Go-Go's and wanted to do some kind of musical using their music. And um, he went to a writer named Jeff Whitty, who wrote Avenue Q, and he asked him if he had any ideas for such a musical. And he said, let me think about it. He went away. And when he came back, he said, I have this idea of using the songs and setting them in a story by an, an old piece of work by Sir Philip Sidney called mm. The Arcadians. And mm. strangely enough, Donovan didn't say, I think you're crazy. I'm leaving. <laughs> Never speak to me again. They actually went to the Go-Go's and said, what do you think of this? Do you think we, we might give this a try? And the Go-Go's, again, didn't say, leave our house. Never call us. Um, <laughs> they said, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. So he sat down with their music catalog and with the story of the Arcadians and managed, like, putting a puzzle together to figure out a story and to figure out where the songs might fit to amplify the characters and to move the story forward and where they would seem appropriate. And lo and behold, he was actually able to come up with something rather remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was performed at the um, Shakespeare Festival in, in Oregon. Um, and a member of our current cast, Bonnie Milligan, was in that original production. Actually, the role she plays was written for by Jeff Whitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, since Oregon, it has changed quite a bit. It's um, It's been uh, reworked and and. I can't tell you how many um, of the workshops and readings that I've done, and at every one, the play has taken a huge leap forward in terms of simplifying the storytelling and um, finding meaning in the story that relates to a modern-day audience. It's filled with what I like to think of as creative joy. And Thank you. I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. Hearing you tell the story of how it came about between creative people's ideas and being willing to actually listen and think and mull and say, yes, this is a good match. It, it's wonderful yes. to hear you, you tell that story. Well, 
And throughout the process of this, that's what's been so wonderful about it is that uh, every person that's become involved in it has made a huge contribution. And, of course, Michael Mayer directed this terrific production. Talk a little bit about being in that rehearsal room with him. Well, this is the second show I've done with Michael, and uh, I have never worked with a director that is more committed uh, and um, who, who, you know what, let me start that again. <laughs> this is the second show that I've done with Michael. The first was an off-Broadway musical called Brooklynite, and I love working with Michael. I think if there's any one person that's more responsible than anyone else for the success of Head Over Heels, it's Michael Mayer. He is, without a doubt, the most um, committed and passionate director I've worked with. He, there's no moment in the show that was too small for him to, uh, to, to think about and to work on and to, uh, to agonize over, really. We would, even in San Francisco, I would say over the course of, of three months, after we would do a performance at night and we would all go home and it was already late, he would keep the entire creative staff in the theater for hours going over the show, going over every moment, trying to think, how can we make this better? Where can we still make tweaks? And where can we cut? Where do we need something new to help this work better? Um, and I can't say enough great things about Michael Mayer. Right down to the casting of this show, you know, it's, rare nowadays for a Broadway show to be cast without giving any consideration to casting big stars or names to help sell the show. But to Michael, it was always more about who is the best actor for the role and how can I put together the best company that will support each other and will help tell the story together. Uh, and that's why I think we've got such a strong company uh, and a company that, that really loves each other so much and has been through the whole process of this to the point where it's really forged us into a very close-knit group who really look out for each other and not only on stage but off as well um, and it's it's been a wonderful experience working with him what a pleasure it sure sounds that way and as an audience member we get to experience that as well well I'm glad let's talk about your character the king's ever-reliable governor, and he's quite <laughs> colorful. Talk about this character. We, we worked very hard to try and find a word to describe exactly what he is, actually. We, we went through Major Domo and Ballot and uh, Viceroy. He's, whatever you call him, he's sort of the, the classic crafty servant of the king that you find uh -huh. in a lot of classic plays. The, the king in his macho sort of slightly bullying way um, tells everyone what to do, especially me. And it's my job to make everything turn out right. So I'm always working behind the scenes and listening and, and, you know, trying to find ways to, to move the action forward and to make the King's agenda come out the way he wants it to. Um, I, I love my character. I have uh, a daughter. I'm a single father. I have a daughter named Mopsa, who's a handmaiden to the princesses. And I'm worried about her future and uh, what's going to become of her. I have a mysteriously absent wife 
who I uh-huh. keep making reference to, and she has it's she has disappeared early in the life of our child. Uh, and it's not until the end of the play that we reveal exactly what that story of my wife is all about, and that's a wonderful mm-hmm. reveal. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's one of the most joyous parts I've played in my in my long and and great career. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the music of the Go Go's. Did you ever imagine that it would become a score that you would be singing, and what's that like? Uh, no, I certainly would never have imagined it myself, but that's why I'm not a theatrical genius. Um, <laughs> I, I'm old enough to have been around when the Go-Go's were, uh, you know, one of the top groups in the world, and I enjoyed their music as much as anyone. Um, and the idea, when I, when I heard what, what the show was, I thought it was very exciting. And from the get-go, uh, several of the Go-Go's have been involved. I mean, they've all been involved, but... Uh, Charlotte and Jane in particular um, came to rehearsals. They came up to our very first um, workshop up in Poughkeepsie uh, and they've contributed and they've been supportive. And um, I think their music is, is wonderful. And not only is it great as pop music, but when you start putting it in a different setting and orchestrating it in a different way and having it sung by characters in a story rather than the Go-Go's as a group, you realize that their lyrics are much more complex and meaningful and full of emotional content than you ever really suspected when you thought of them as pop songs. And that's why they work so well. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. Well, good for you. And thank you for just being the embodiment and sharing creative joy eight times a week. I'm Lauren Schneider with Tom Allen Robbins from Head Over Heels playing at the Hudson Theater.